and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, we get near the end of the week, and that means it's our last one, and we try real hard. Yes. And, uh, you know, trying real hard for, for me, it means bringing an extra long list. Oh. An extra long list. More choices, more music, more often. Maximum effort. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not like Karnak, but okay. Carnival Cruise, Waffle House, and Chuck E. Cheese. Jesus. That's a topic. Uh, the $1,000 a month car payment. Uh, lose your iPhone, lose your life. Uh-oh. Latest Social Security plan to keep it from going into the toilet. DeSantis's medical freedom bullshit. How could you not be inclined to believe Donald Trump? Governor DeWine says Joe should depart on deplane for detrain wreck. Oh boy. Uh, well, you don't think I don't pay a lot of riders to come up with this shit? Good shit right there. Uh, Fox shadow banning Trump and Paul Ryan, pussy of the year. <laughs> um, do the DeSantis medical freedom thing. Oh, God. You had to pick up the Santa's medical freedom thing, huh? Yeah, I had to get that one. All right. Uh, and as you know, there's a tendency by politicians to, how should we say it, mislabel, um, send you in the dir- wrong direction with the, the names of ideas and, and legislation. So what is medical... Medical freedom. Well, it's a new Ron DeSantis movement. Now, it's been, you know, four hours since his last throw shit out on the floor and get everybody all excited here. And uh, this has kind of kind of been around, but to, to make it real, real simple, um, this is the right not to get vaccinated. This is about the right not to be told to wear a mask. This is about the right to do whatever the fuck you want to your own body, irrespective of public health concerns. Because frankly, Britt, we've got to be ready for the next pandemic. And being ready for the next pandemic, according to the medical freedom movement, is going to be able to say to anyone at any time, no, just no. No, I am not part of a collective. I do not believe in anything the medical establishment says. And God damn it, I saw some doctor on some stupid website or on Twitter pronounce something. I believe that over so-called experts. Uh, This filters down to childhood vaccine mandates. And uh, as a result, as you know, guess what's going up in the United States? That's right, childhood diseases like measles and mumps and all this kind of because we have a lot of people expressing their medical freedom through their children, which is a great way to do it, don't you think? Oh, it's the best way. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess he's, he's into he's in, into bodily freedom now, so he's going to be codifying abortion rights. Women will be able to do what they want to with their bodies, right? Oh, nice try, liberal. <laughs> nice try. Uh, here we go. Here's a quote from uh, Lapale LeMay, associate professor at Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Fairly reputable outfit. If he runs... It's just going to bring more prominence to this ideology. That's my concern, this idea of we're going to reject essentially anything that is science-based because that's part of our identity. The government can't tell us what's true and what's not true. We make our own decisions. We make our own truth. I think that kind of sums it up Sums up nicely, doesn't it? Kind of. Yeah, sort of. And, of course, where, where does this start? It starts in those laboratories of freedom called the states. Right. And we have enough crazy-ass Republican-run states with Republican governors and Republican legislatures that, of course, they all they all copy each other. They probably all have identically written legislation that comes out of the American Legislative Exchange Council or some other kind of crackpot factory of idiocy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Hey, um. If you thought you were going to open a mask business and that was going to last beyond the uh, what six months that, that people were, were wearing masks in pretty good numbers, well, you're broke. You're, you're done. Because the next time, no matter what it is, right, no matter what it is, this is really similar to the, uh, well, you know, it turns out it was a lab in China. Ha, 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 we got you it's going to be the same thing. Same deal. Same thing with masks. Well, they prove that masks don't work ever all the time. I'm never going to wear one. Fuck you. That's, uh, and I uh, I heard Dr. Irwin Redletter. You've seen him. Uh, it's one of the most prominent guys in the, in the field. And uh, certainly during COVID, he was very prominent. He spends being a, a complete loser. He's spending way too much of his time over in Ukraine trying to help children imperiled by the uh, war. He's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Or you know what his agenda is. <laughs> and uh, he mentioned something that I saw the other day, and I kind of just let it pass by. But uh, as you know, the price of eggs in the United States is way up, largely because so many of the chickens died from this this uh, bird flu, which of course is because they wouldn't wear masks. They wouldn't get vaccinated. No, uh, it just is. And uh, there are already cases, not in the United States, but in Asia of this bird flu jumping to people. Very small number of them. It's not a, an epidemic yet. But the fact is it's not a fanciful, this can never happen. We have nothing to be concerned about. Dr. Redletter says, I'm very concerned about that because if that happens on a, on a mass scale, if that, for instance, would be the next pandemic, we're right at this point you know, where, where COVID has not gone away at all because we still have I think about 32,000 people in hospitals in the United States and uh, more than a hundred or so are still dying 
each day. But that doesn't matter. Most of them are old. Uh, but it's still here. And uh, for the large percentage of us, we've gone on to mostly live our lives, not 100% normal, but, but close to it. Although, you can still pick it up. I have a uh, sister-in-law. This will be my brother's wife in California. And uh, suddenly, four days ago, she got it. And she had been at a uh, large event with a lot of people. And of course, right. was wearing a mask. And uh, several people had come down with it. And, and she did. And you know, she's fully 100% vaccinated like you and I. You know, she's got the last, the last vaccination, the double thing that, that we got. So people are still getting this. Yet, what do we have on the political side of the politicization of, of this, which people like Ron DeSantis and this whole idea of medical freedom, got a nice culture war there, right? Just mm-hmm. keep, keep that in your back pocket. It'll come back. Just a question of when, not if. And uh, who will lead that? It will be Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, because I don't That's know where. Well, well, think about this. He can't. Trump, uh, you know, you're watching the two of them. They're like Ali and Frazier trying to figure out who should get the edge on every issue. And, yeah. and Trump can't out medical freedom DeSantis because he wanted to be called the Trump vaccine even. He did. Yeah. He, he's he's yeah. been championing the vaccine and getting booted his rallies for it. I know you've seen and, some of the... Right, I know and, you, by the way, and saying that, that, that uh, you shouldn't take it. Okay. So <laughs> at the same time, uh, I know you've seen some of the shock polls. Shock poll! And Trump is leading DeSantis by seven to one, eight to one, a hundred billion to one. He's blowing him out of the water. Ron DeSantis and just get in his house, never come out and stay in the fatal posi- fetal position and fatal position forever. I know you've seen those, right? Those are huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I they mean, so I, much. The, the only thing is, the only thing is that if you're, if you're a betting man and you're Ron DeSantis, um, can you afford for yourself to have any political future to run this time in the primaries and get beaten by Trump? In other words, are you are you Jeb Bush too if you lose to Trump? And if you believe that to be true, that you're on your way to be Jeb Bush too, and you've already got Jeb Bush endorsing you. I'm sure he was thrilled with that, DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, winner. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Are you not better off for your own personal political future to say, look, I'm 40, what is he, 44, something like that? So he could run probably uh, every time until the year 2060 or something like that and still be younger than Trump. (laughs) In other words... Yeah, there's this thought that when it's your time, you got to go for it. Well, maybe this isn't his time um, because I, I don't know how else to compare it. Uh, if, if you were a quarterback, if you were a quarterback on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers three years ago and suddenly they trade for Tom Brady, well, you're just not going to play. It doesn't matter whether you think it's your time or not. You're going to have to sit on that bench, okay? But eventually Tom Brady is going to go away. And uh, you may have a chance to play, but you can't run a campaign against Tom Brady to become a star. It's not going to work. 
Just it's just not you're going to lose. He's going to get the gig because well, he's then, Tom Brady. I mean, if there's but if <laughs> are you thinking also if you're if you're DeSantis and Trump, you don't run. Trump gets the nomination. Trump wins the presidency. There won't be an America anyway. You won't be able to win it. There'll be no presidency to win anyway because it won't be a country. It won't matter. Well, yeah, that that's another problem. But uh, uh, we know that another just problem. general republicanism doesn't have that kind of concern. General. <laughs> as long as they're in power, there's no country to be in power of. If Donald, if uh, if Joe Biden does run for re-election, does he have harder time against Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? Uh, probably DeSantis. That's what I'm saying. I think you're Except, right. I don't. Yeah. I, I really believe, and you know, we don't we don't know for sure that it's really hard to become a personable likable guy if you're not that it's it's hard to develop a a winning personality and uh DeSantis does not have that I mean he is not good on the debate stage he wasn't I mean when when Charlie Crist who ran against him for governor a few months ago who had been governor, been in politics forever, who was a good debater, just pinned DeSantis to the floor on several issues. DeSantis stood there silently. Couldn't do anything. He stood. I believe it was Charlie Crist looking over at DeSantis and saying, will you look into the camera and make a pledge to the people of Florida that you will complete your four-year term? In other words, that you're not going to get elected again for governor in 2022 and then run for president halfway through your term. Can you make that pledge? Now, a normal person would, of course, say, I absolutely pledge to the people of Florida. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you don't do that and you run anyway. And then when people say, well, you broke your pledge, you say, well, I intended to do it, but the country needs me. You know, that's what you say. <laughs> of course you do that. Yeah. Of, of course you do that. Lots yeah. of governors, lots of governors in the middle of their terms have run for president. Same with senators. They don't all complete the term and, and nobody holds it uh, against them. But on the debate stage, when confronted with that fairly simple concept, DeSantis stood there like a like a statue at Stonehenge. He wouldn't budge. He wouldn't say a word. Not good enough. Not good enough. He's got to be better than that, or Trump well, uh, will. He'll little Marco him. He'll he'll do all that kind of shit to him right to his yeah. face. And if he, he's going to just stand there and we be have, silent. We know that that doesn't work. We have a lot of stuff to get through. Uh, why would I not believe Trump? Well, okay, this goes back to yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. This goes back exactly to the beginning of the. Uh, Brad and Britcast yesterday when we first saw um, the story that was uh, the headliner of the of the Washington Post, um, all about the fact that there were lots of people in the FBI that did not want to take aggressive action against Donald Trump when he clearly deserved to do so after he'd tap danced and lied and his lawyers had lied about the continued presence 
of uh, classified documents and top secret classified documents. And so out of the uh, Washington office of the FBI, the guy that was running that, he just shucking and jiving. And we need to ask Donald Trump if it's okay, if we can come down there and knock on his door, give him some time to, to get all gussied up and get his hair done before we go in there. Because this is a dangerous thing. You know how bad we would look if we went down there unannounced to a to a prep. So we all have to check ourselves here and answer our own question, which is why was it taking so long for things to happen overall? Well, here's a specific example, because Donald Trump infected the whole government, including the FBI, and he didn't have to explicitly do it. He just had to have supporters. He just had to have well, if you're an FBI agent who voted for Trump, obviously you can't do your duty as an FBI agent. You you have to continue to act like a political hack on his, <laughs> his behalf. And that brings up the question of, well, well, who's running the FBI anyway? That guy, Christopher Wray, who was a Trump appointee, but really does a great impression of being a straight shooter, right? I mean, he gives a great interview. He looks good. He... He is, as Trump would say, at a central casting for role of the head of the the FBI following James Comey. Right. Uh, so he didn't do anything. He didn't tell the people in Washington, what the fuck are you doing? No. And it finally took um, some of the prosecutors in the Justice Department who were saying, no, 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 no. We, that's not how we do this. We we uh, we enforce the law. No one is above the law. And finally, it took extra time, extra months for this to happen. But the the uh, mo- the money quote that came out of that piece that that we viscerally reacted to when it first hit on uh, Wednesday afternoon, of course, by later in the day, a lot of folks were were all over. Of course, n- naturally, it was the top story on Fox. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> this was the line out of the piece um, some FBI field agents argued to prosecutors they were inclined to believe Trump and his team in other words his lawyers had delivered everything the government sought to protect and said the bureau should close down its criminal investigation some FBI field agents says shut it down according to some people familiar with the discussions. Really? Well, I guess Donald Trump did have a record of truthfulness going back, well, I guess decades, right? I mean, his word has always been gold. And if he says, you've got all the stuff, carry on with your with your jobs back up there in Washington. You don't need to come down here. It's a pain in the ass to fly from Washington to Palm Beach. Tough to get a flight. Uh, don't do it. So... You know, we, we, we've we got, in effect, seditious agents who do not believe in law and order working for the FBI. They all have to go. They, they, they all got to go. Christopher Wray has got to go. Joe Biden has got well, you, to. You, you are endorsing, you're endorsing Christopher Wray being fired by Joe, Joe Biden firing Christopher Wray? Why not? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Now, what about. Well, and then there's some people are saying you go you go a step further than that, and you also get rid of Merrick Garland. 
Well, that's a different discussion, but not that that different. Um, yeah, not that different. Not that different. Uh, but I think you can let Merrick Garland hang in there because you know when when he's pushed by these senators, he shoves it right back down their throat. And uh, say what you want, the fact that three days after Trump announced he was running for election again, it took three days, all of, for him to appoint the special prosecutor who, by all measures here, is kicking ass and taking names and causing a lot of sleepless nights for people who deserve it. Uh, So I I wouldn't lay this all on, on Merrick Garland. It does turn out from a temperament standpoint, he he doesn't appear to be doing what we might want him to do. But then on the other hand, do you want him to be an asshole like Bill Barr? No. Yeah, but those, I mean, those aren't your only two choices. I know that, but. Those are, those are not, it's not either, it's not a, you know, a binary choice. Um, I, I just feel like part of, part of the criticism of Merrick Garland has been unfair. Like, well, we deliver the goods, put Trump in jail. Well, he has delivered the goods. They've prosecuted it and they've been able to convict a lot of people that were involved with the January 6th insurrection. There's no, the numbers are there. Well, He's except done Trump, it. No, nobody close to Trump, nobody yes. in the upper echelons. I'm sorry, yes. some fucking moron from Salisbury, North Carolina. <laughs> no, that, that not, not enough. Not enough. I, I agree, but it, you can't just dismiss it and say that it's been a bunch of Clem Cadiddle hoppers and Mod Pock kettles. And there have been a lot of those, but they, th- those people count too. And they did the wrong thing. And they're the ones that were actually executing the plan. It is right. frustrating that the people that were close to Trump and some actual senators and representatives that may have been involved haven't had not had to walk the plank. That's extremely frustrating. Yeah. Yes, and are in the position of judging now, Merrick Garland. <laughs> That's the okay. problem. Just based, point, on that, just based on that, you you should not fire him. That's the as, point. as you as you point out, when Ted Cruz comes at him, he pretty much shoves it right up Ted Cruz's ass. Exactly. He's a big boy. He he can defend himself. Maybe he doesn't have a temper. What, all- what was the Ted Cruz mister? Hey, what about that leaked photograph of those files that were all over the floor? And he goes, um, that wasn't a leak. That was in a court filing that everyone can see. So I'm not sure where you're going with that. You dumb piece of shit. Get Please. to Cancun now. Yeah. Which do you think is more idiotic? That one or uh, Matt Gates quoting the uh, the. <laughs> Chinese well, propped a daily whatever the fuck it is yeah. out, of, out of China. If you're asking me who's dumber, Ted Cruz or Matt Gates, Matt Gates is a little bit dumber than Ted Cruz is. Now, if you're asking me who the bigger asshole is, I think Ted Cruz has him by a nose. It's a close race. That's difficult, but I, I'm going to say just by a hair, yeah. uh, Rafael Cruz is your guy. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. We have a, the the thousand dollar car payment. Oh boy, the thousand dollar car. But I, you know, I I saw this and I I know I know that it's true. I know that it's true. But uh, we'll play a little uh, quiz here with you. Okay. All the car loans that are out there right now. What percentage of them come with a thousand dollar a month car payments? These are. Uh, Loans that have been taken out, say, in the last four or five months. Mm-hmm. What percentage what of them? Percentage? You, yeah. What percentage of them do you think are more than a thousand dollar a car payment? For some people, would not be a big deal. For a lot that's of Americans, though, it would be. 
not the question. Yeah, for 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 a thousand for a lot of people, it is a big deal. I'll say fifty six percent are more than a thousand. Well, it's that's that's a little high. A little high. It's, what is it? Fifteen percent oh, of consumers financed a vehicle in the fourth quarter are paying more than a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, uh, and you're right. You would think that if you're able to sign up and get a loan that's a thousand dollars a month twelve thousand dollars a year more uh, you can afford that well you that's not how it works you know that's not true no, no. well but how long have also have you been hearing that oh this subprime car loan thing is about to destroy the entire economy You've, you've heard that for a while right i mean that's been a thing that's out there that, oh my god there are these people who shouldn't and it's it was very much like the 2008 2009 mortgage situation where there were these people that had no business getting a car loan that were jacked with 780% loans over a period of nine years, you know, shit like that, right? No income, no job kind of shit. And there are different versions of that now. And it is true. And with the price of used cars and new cars going up, 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 the average rate for a new car loan is you ready eight percent. That's a lot. That's quite a bit. Yeah, that's harsh. Average. So yeah, if if things start to 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 turn as they they appear to be, there are going to be more people who can't make the payments. You start with the repossessions. You start well, with all kinds of issues. It's just I, a it's just another feature of the economy that you have to consider. If you're interested in leading indicators, if there's going to be a recession, I have it from good authority. Oh, good. <clears throat> is this is this anecdotal? Is this Brad-like? Yeah, it's extremely Brad-like. I have good. it from good authority from someone who would know. Uh, repos are picking up yeah. in the place where you live. Well, there you go. Where, what do you mean where I live? In my neighborhood? No, you're the city, the town, the county where you live. Oh, okay. From someone who would take calls from people who would call in repossession so that when people wake up and look out in their driveway – they wouldn't report their car as stolen. Hmm. Somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. Just something to look forward to. I, I don't know if, the, again, it's anecdotal, and I'm not one of these guys. It's not anecdotal. I'm actually the guy that's been out there going, you know, as these corporations continue to gird their loins for a recession, when there's no data to really indicate that there's any recessionary activity going on, hey, you guys, there's no recession. I don't know why we're stacking up all of these uh, sandbags when we think the flood is coming, when there's no sign of a flood. But, you know, we again, we don't know. We, we just don't know. Well, but there there are. There are. Because if, you know, as, if inflation, we hope, uh, turns back up in a nasty way, and right now you can't tell me that that might not happen. It yeah. very well might. Um, there's going to be a recession. There's going to be. But it's all it's all about the it's all about the jobs and the unemployment rate is the lowest that it's been since what 1969. Well, you know what? That's it's amazing how fast that can change. It's it's weird. There's there's going to be some stuff that's happening here this year that's going to be it's going to turn a lot of economic thinking on its head. I think a lot of well well honed precepts that people have clung to for a long time as far as what recessions are and what they do. And 
the jobs relationship with with uh, recessions. I think it's gonna it's gonna be very different. It's gonna change some thinking for some people who've been studying economics for a long time. I believe. Yeah. Well, a plus we're we're going into this with a, a bigger divide than there's ever been between the haves and the mm. don't have so much as that's a great point. And uh, you, know, you know, Walmart's still doing great. Well, yeah. why is Walmart still doing great? Is it because uh, middle and lower class folks who might be their their core are are still spending it around? No, it's because slightly wealthier people who used to shun Walmart. Yeah, I think you know it's it's not so bad now. Not people like you who won't even go into the bathroom. Because I went to the bathroom. I you I destroyed the bathroom. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, did you Hulk it? I blew up the bathroom. You hulked it. <laughs> By the way, still one of the funniest lines in the history of Saturday Night Live. You hulked it. Yeah. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, I do remember it. I think it was Belushi played the Incredible Hulk. The bathroom door opens and the people go running out of the room. He hulked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DeWine and DePlane. Let's do that one. Oh. Uh, Mike DeWine, the uh, governor of Ohio, who has spoken to President Joe Biden uh, several times since the train wreck, and they've had pleasant conversations, is now saying it's probably a good idea for Joe Biden to uh, travel on up to Ohio to uh, East Palestine. Uh, no doubt about it. President needs to come. People want to see the president. He should be here. And uh, I think he's right. I think that this is an unforced error. And the uh, unforced error cannot be answered by, well, if he would have gone, they would have said it would have been. No, you you can't let that be the reason that you don't go. And uh, it's in this particular case, I don't think ever too late to do the right thing. But if you never go and you allow it and because nobody died instantly, if that's your reason, that's a bad reason, because we know whether it's you know, all the people that worked at uh, Ground Zero who are sick now in their third decade, uh, there are clearly a lot of very ill people in that area. So he, he should go. And uh, the governor had said to him a few weeks ago, you don't need to come. It's okay. We got it. Which, by the way, shouldn't have been a reason for him not to go. But that's but now that the governor of Ohio is saying, yeah, it's probably a good idea to come. And he isn't trying to bash Biden at all in in saying this. He's really, really not. Um, he says, and this is what, it's just important. And you know what? It was just important for Joe Biden. And I'm not using this as a, either or, to be seen in Ukraine in addition to the aid that we're giving to that country. It was important. The visual was important. It fucked with Vladimir Putin's mind in a way that we can only imagine. Putin thought he was going to be standing there two days after he invaded. And who's standing there in the square? It's Joe Biden. And I I, I think he, he really should, I really think he should just go and he can do it. It'll be fine. Um, but you're not going to use your patented the Brad Krantz marriage analogy if you wait too long to apologize or wait too long to do something that it doesn't count? 
No. Well, <laughs> you, you, you could say that, but uh, there's no, well, it'll be forgotten about. Uh, people will move on. This is, a, this is a, an environmental crisis that is not going away. And uh, you don't want to be accused of uh, something equivalent to that, that horrible picture, which is kind of unfair, but it exists, of uh, George W. Bush looking out the airplane uh, down at New Orleans <laughs> after Katrina. Yeah. You, you just don't want that. And right now, th- this is what the Republicans do, Britt. You know that. Well, for, for the longest time, they, they, they claim that there was no problem with Bush's reaction and his response to Katrina. Yeah, for and, the longest time they did. And then every time anything would come up, yeah, right. if a guy would fart through his jeans right. in fucking Kentucky, oh, my God, that's Obama's Katrina. They, oh, but they, you they know said, what? <laughs> Guess what? Enough time has passed now that nobody remembers Katrina anymore. And pretty soon it's going to be for the next president if something happens – and the, that president doesn't do anything, they're going to say, oh, you don't want this to be your East Palestine. Your East Palestine. Don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, that's the greatest. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of Mike DeWine, and it's not because he, I don't think he breaks four foot seven. That's not the reason. We don't do that here. Why are we talking about his height? What is it? He looks like. I, 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 I don't know why. You know, he looks he like that little fellow that died last year. That le- was Leslie Jordan. Was that the little guy's name? Was that the, the fellow that would do the little uh, gospel? The last munchkin? Yeah, that, that, he looks like that fella. I, that guy should have played it. We're back to Belly Barty again, right? <laughs> what is your iPhone story? Oh, lose your iPhone, lose your life? Um, this, this is a... Uh, uh, this was a piece that was um, in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Okay, so the the way things work, um, a story like this, you know, it gets read by people who see that, and then other publications, you know, give their little shortened version of it. Um, and the bottom line is, with an iPhone, and and a lot of these cases are because you're in a bar, right? You're drinking. You're with people maybe that you don't know. Here, take a picture of us, right? And that person is maybe not who you think they are. It's just a stranger. And that person starts to take a picture and runs off with your phone. They now have your phone. And not only do they have your phone, but guess what they've been doing? They've been looking at you when you've put in the, the six-digit code to unlock the phone. So if they've got your phone and they've got your code, guess what? They've got your life. Jeez, they do. Um, and they will change your Apple ID. They will change uh, your iCloud ID. They'll be able to do it. They will know how to do it. And so, of course... Rule one is uh, if you're in a bar and you're drinking, don't whip out your phone. Just don't do it. Don't even do it. And, you know, I I guess for for me, it's never been an issue for me, but I've always been kind of paranoid in the airport Mm -hmm. when I'm doing this. So, you know, I I don't log on to the airport Wi-Fi or I just, it's never been a problem. And I've never asked a stranger to, to take our, our, picture 
Um, but it's amazing how many people don't use the two-factor uh, authentication. They don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a backup security code. There's all kinds of ways to prevent this. But boy, if you if, well, physically, physically hang on to your iPhone like it's, you know, a, a third arm. Just don't put it down on the counter. Don't do not do it because there's somebody that's waiting to come after you. Lose your iPhone, lose your life. And this is specific to iPhones? Well, I that's what it was all about. I mean, apparently yeah. Apple thought they had a foolproof way of this not happening. Yeah, the security on those those iPhones has been, I mean, I, I'm not an iPhone guy, but I always admit that their security is pretty good. It's, it's right. I think it's way ahead of Google. Right, and that that's the point. And, and frankly, you know, uh, people who don't uh, uh, use uh, iOS, they don't have Apple phones, they're basically shit, and they don't. Yeah, understand. true. Oh, I agree. We, we, don't even, we don't even deserve to live if you uh, oh, oh, were 100%. Right. <laughs> uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, Chuck E. Cheese, and I forget oh, the third oh, one. This is my Carnival Cruise, Chuck E. Cheese, and Waffle House. Ah, this is the best. This is the best. Um, we've seen the videos of all the fights that have broken out at Chuck E. Cheese over the years, right? Mm-hmm. I almost got into one myself. Many really one of them, yeah. yeah, because uh, uh, they they refused to uh, give us like another picture of root beer or something. No, I'm getting in an argument with the, the guy running, it was so stupid. Uh, and Waffle House fights, we know there's a lot of those. You saw the one that, that uh, just showed up a few weeks ago. Sometimes these are videos from from three years ago you're seeing for the first time but my god they're throwing chairs they're throwing all kinds of things you know the the sugar thing no not to not to interrupt but the the big problem right now seems to be sporting events seems to be basketball uh tournaments and stuff like that right now in america forever (laughs) yeah that's definitely been forever and now carnival cruise is saying that that's enough and I haven't seen this, but now that I think about it, because when you're on a cruise, you're in an enclosed area. There's yeah. a limited amount of space. Yeah. And I would say, well, there's a limited amount of shrimp. So, you know, you know. <laughs> but apparently lots of fights are, are breaking out because you add the, the uh, alcohol in there. The problem is for Carnival specifically, apparently, because so many fights of people on board Carnival have been released. I'm going to look for these uh, when we're done, just for my own entertainment. Carnival has the reputation as the party cruise line. They want to lean into that. Of course they do. When Kathy Lee Gifford was your spokesperson for, what, 15 years? Of course you're going to be the party. Right? She was great. They're fun ships. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Right. So, and I guess, you know, we're we're a, a couple of old guys. I guess this is a, a spring break thing now too. Think about it. Uh, would you would you rather uh, be down on, on on some beach somewhere on spring break where all kinds of shit? No, let's all take a cruise together. I mean, that sounds like a great idea. I would, you know, we're th- that just couldn't have been a thing when we were all going to college, right? Right. It just 
it, it just wasn't. But you know what? Now it is a thing because you can go on a cruise for a couple days for, for under a thousand dollars. It's they're they're cheap, and you get all that alcohol and shit. So that's why. And I think you're right. We'll we'll call it Waffle House, Carnival Cruise, Chuck E. Cheese, and any sporting event, especially in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm just seeing a lot of uh, – it looks like high school stuff mainly because I, I think the high school playoffs are happening in a lot of states, and it just they're, they're having free-for-alls, and it seems like it's a daily thing, and I don't know, again, if that's just something that's – Well, plus the, the, the racial harmony that's, that is yeah. at, at high school sporting events is just – it's so great, isn't it? It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It is good that, like, you can see, like – the things that have happened over a period of years, we would hear, I would hear about stuff from my parents where one little town in the mountains hated this little town in the mountains for no reason at all. And they have a football game and guys would just wail on each other. I'm glad that that still exists decades and decades later. Like East shit town versus West shit town. Or they just like to beat the shit out of each other. I, I, I mean, I, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, wait till North shit town shows up. <laughs> North shit town gets in there and they start wailing on people. Oh, boom to that. Yeah. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the latest social security scam? Well, it's it's it, it's it's not a it's really not a scam. It's just it, it, these are just numbers. Numbers at one level, you know, kind of kind of don't lie, and uh, sometimes you got to face up to shit. So here's the here's the latest plan, and uh, as you know, I think we got anywhere from ten to fifteen years before they. They can't pay out the full amount to people on Social Security and, and disability and all the things that the, the Social Security tax pays for. Um, so and, and remember, Joe Biden, Joe Biden was part of the uh, grand bargain 40 years ago when Reagan was president, when they raised the retirement age uh, to where it is now by, uh, I guess, about two years, the, uh, the full retirement age. That was part of the deal back then. Uh, yeah, this was an 83. The full retirement age is now 67. It was 65. Uh, so we have two senators. And I must tell you, Britt, got to be honest here. These are two guys who are not crazies. Ready? We have a person who votes with the Democrats almost all the time. Senator Angus King, he's an I, he's an independent, he's like Bernie Sanders, but not as lefty as, as Bernie from Maine, the great state of Maine. And the Republican is not Senator Cornpone from Louisiana, not Senator fake, I'm a moron, Southern dope like you, John Kennedy with the fake accent and all that, even though he went to Harvard and Oxford and all that shit, it's not him, it's the other Senator from Louisiana, Bill Cassidy, who happens to be, I believe, a physician also. So here's the plan. Um, the full retirement age would go, are you sitting down? It's right. 67 now. It would raise it to 70, not overnight. They would probably do it the way they've done it all these years, which is, you know, uh, every couple months, they, they add another month, right? It took them a long time to get from 65 to 67. It would take them many years to get from 67 to 70 and they would create a sovereign wealth fund. That's a, a giant pool of money that uh, countries can have to do all kinds of, of 
of shit that would help fund social security. Um, and uh, there's some other ideas. They would change the way they calculate the, the uh, number of years that you spent working and things. Right. The, bo- the bottom line is this at some level cuts social security. If you're going to demagogue it and lie about and, and say, don't touch it. They want to destroy your life and, and we're going to save social security. But the fact is, and Joe Biden knows this, but he's got a great political um, win under his belt right now, based on what happened at the state of the union. It's, you got to face up to this as soon as possible because it just gets worse every day that they don't come to some kind of of plan to extend this out. And of course, this should also go along with um, uh, increasing the uh, amount of money that gets taxed for Social Security. In other words, it, it, it tops out, I think, now to like one sixty. Mm-hmm. So every dollar over one hundred sixty thousand dollars in income, you don't get taxed on for Social Security. So you got to throw that in there too. So all this this stuff together. But this is a bipartisan plan. I have no idea whether anyone is going to want to touch it. Um, but clearly, clearly, they have to do something. They, they got to do something. And, uh, you know, I'm older than you, and uh, I'm about to start getting it in a couple years. My wife has uh, just signed up. She's going to be getting it right now. She is of uh, that age. I won't tell you which age that is. <laughs> um but uh, um, so we'll, you know, we don't have that much to worry about. But uh, if you're if you're 30 or 35 or even you, even you, yeah. uh, because you're you're still um, many, many years away. Well, I'm, it's still you something want, I factor you in. Them, you want them to do something. You want them to do something. You the and saving Social Security is not doing nothing. That would be the point. You ready? That's the point. And any politicians that's saying that, you really should call them out for it because they're full of shit. Okay? Exactly. Saving saving Social Security is not doing nothing about Social Security as it currently exists because it's on a a collision course that uh, no one would like. But do they have the courage? yeah, that's a- two, two breaking news stories as we finish up today. One of them is that the House Ethics Committee will investigate a guy we haven't talked about in a minute or two, George Santos. Oh, that's that. Leave uh, him over. Alone. Leave that man bunch, alone. Uh, a bunch of lies and apparently possible sexual harassment of somebody who applied for a job. So that's going to be something that they're doing. And the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, Jerry Richardson, has died. He was 86 years old, Brad. Former, I believe he is the only former NFL player to end up owning a franchise. I think that was part of the trivia of Jerry Richardson. Right. And uh, as a result, oh, that'll never happen again. That'll never be. (laughs) Forget it. It's over. Tom Brady could never, I mean. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. All right. I think we got about everything. It just we got enough. We got enough. We got Jerry Richardson, go to your favorite grocery store right now and ogle women's asses in tight jeans. Let's not define a person by the worst moment of their life, Britt. Okay. <laughs> Let's not show me your tits. Okay. You see? You see? Uh, how'd you get in them jeans? That was yeah. a great quote. 